Welcome to The Catch. A place where people can share their stories of how they were caught to be set free. Where each story points to the big story. The message of the cross. Welcome to The Catch. My name is Ryan. And I'm Cheryl, and we are with our good friend, Jay Jones, also known as JJ. How are you doing, JJ? I'm doing outstanding. Glad to see you guys. The purpose of our podcast is just to get the background story. How was your upbringing? Were you always a Jesus follower? Just let our listeners know a little bit more about you. I grew up in a town called Gadsden, Alabama, which is sits in between Birmingham and Huntsville by halfway point. Grew up there, older than five brothers and sisters. Um, the parents got divorced when I was younger, so therefore I had to work two or three jobs, and I had to grow up a little quicker than, than normal. Mom always made sure we went to church, grandmother. So uh, from a little boy, I always knew about Jesus, knew, knew of him and knew what he could do. Uh, and he always had a, a grip on my life. Uh, went in the Air Force, uh, got a little bit out there like the product of a child, and, and then uh, got stationed at Robbins Air Base, uh, ex-military veteran. And uh, when I got there, joined Fellowship, which is where I went by his father, and uh, I needed that. I needed uh, some uh, somebody that was going to hold my hand and hold me accountable, and that's why I learned evangelism and all the things I learned, and, and the rest is history. God just took it to the next level. And growing up like that, who was somebody that was influential in your life that kind of helped you stay on that path to, even though you kind of strayed out, uh, you were able to get brought back in? You know, growing up, there was our neighbor, Mr. Lawrence, who was there next door, who was a deacon at the church, who would take us to church, and I hung out with his sons as well. But as I, you know, got in the military and got off track, then when I got here at Warner Robins, and then I joined fellowship, and uh, people like uh, Dr. Willie Reed, who was a mentor in my life and really taught me uh, the foundation of being a Christian and being at that church, and then Mr. Emory Wilson, who's a big part of Bill Glass Ministry, and Bill Glass himself, who's the founder of Bill Glass Ministry, uh, behind the walls, one of the biggest prison ministries in America. So God put great people in my life that uh, mentored me, who I respected, and they had their hands on me, and they I trusted them, I believed in them, and they basically molded me and gave me the life skills that I needed to be successful as an evangelist. I know that you said that when you joined fellowship, was there a moment in your life where you were like, man, I need to just, I need to get into church? Or did someone invite you? How was that? You know, being at the base, I knew a lot of people at the military over there who uh, uh, basically would invite me to come to church. But during that time, sure, back during that time, I knew that God had a calling. I was running like the prodigal mm-hmm. child. But at the end of the day, I knew that if I didn't get right, then God would send storms my way to blow me into to church and to do right. Because I knew that I had this lady one time, like I said, a house caught on powers younger, who, who spoke a word in my life and told me that God was going to do mighty great things in my life. And uh, I always believed it, and, and, and that that really gave me faith to know if I followed God, that he would do greater things, that greater was coming. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to fellowship, it was just a great, it was just the right place for me. Because I was coming out partying, having a good time, and I needed that structure. I needed that, and uh, uh, there I learned how to win souls for Christ. Uh, it, it was the foundation. Alabama started it. The fellowship took me, I would say, from fifth grade to college. And uh, it took me to a whole nother level, mm-hmm. which prepared me to do worldwide ministry. 
and going from Alabama to, you know, being able to go witness to people all over the world. How is that experience? Well, Ryan, you know, growing up, I knew that he had bigger dreams and I was really to reach out for him. So he enlarged my territory. So from the military through uh, then when I got to the White House, God sent me to the White House to win those. So all those skills God gave me, he knew he could count on me that no matter what he sent me to, that I would represent him. And, and the Bible says that your your gifts will make room for you. And so that gift that he gave me, that evangelistic call, because I got up every day wanting to know uh, and just had that zeal to tell somebody of Christ. You know, and I back, I remember back in the 90s, I would pray, and I would want God. I, my goal was, I want to lead 100 people to Christ this year. And that's kind of how I got up every day, seeking God, looking for the opportunity. And then he knew he could trust me no matter where he sent me, whether it was the White House or what he sent me to a prison, that I would take care of business. And so in doing that, I can tell people a lot of times, uh, if God puts you there, he can keep you there. Right. And so I would pray that God to put, like Matthew 6 and 33 says, to seek the Lord first. So I would seek him if I was going to buy a car or a house or whatever I wanted to do. If I seek God and I know God put me there, then God put me there. He could bless me there like anywhere else. And I wanted to be right where God was at. Now, one of my favorite authors, Henry Blackett, he says this. If the people of God will catch on fire for him, then he'll come and watch them burn. And I knew that if I just got on fire for God, that God would just come and lead me and take me to even greater heights in life. And so I'm tremendously blessed from a country boy from Alabama, parents get divorced. And God uh, just basically had his hands on me. He did exceedingly abundantly all that I could even ask or imagine. And I know telling the first person about Christ, we're all nervous, but it's just if we just allow God to use us, he'll give us the words and what we should say. And I know even with our podcast, you're one of the first ones we've done. And it is nerve-wracking, but we know if that we just trust God and we trust his process that he'll guide us through and he'll work through us. The Bible said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding. Now, another nugget I dropped, you know, and, and, and Ryan has heard this story. You know, his father tells a story about a lady that went to fellowship called Sister Jewel, and she had battle cancer. And she goes on to tell a story about that uh, one thing God taught her during that battle with cancer, that she could not worry, trust God at the same time. You can't do both. So she said, well, I might as well trust him. And that's how I am in life. I trust in God, not in money, not in job, not in education. My trust is in God, and that's what gets me to where I am, you know. Everywhere I go, whether I'm at a prison or I'm on death row speaking to somebody or if I'm talking to a homeless person on the street, uh, that I have to trust God to take me. I know you said that you've done prison ministry. That's something, you know, most people might not know about, but how important is that to you to reach people that are in troubled times and, you know, just feeling like they're on their last leg. Like, what advice would you give being able to reach those people? Well, you know, as you know, I've been with Bill Glass, which is we call it behind the walls. Now, Bill Glass behind the walls. I've been with him uh, pretty close to almost 30 years. And that experience taught me, along with what I learned at Fellowship with the evangelism team, then Bill Glass comes along and it helped me to sharpen my skills as evangelist to tell people about Christ. But um, I believe that no matter what we go, where we do, God is there. Now, I believe in this, like in Luke, he dealt with the least, the last, and the lost. I like dealing with people who people have given up on. And then once I go and tell them about Christ, and Christ deals with their life, and it shows other people the power that God has. 
Because if you find a guy who's been on drugs 30, 40 years and God delivers him, cleans him up, get him a job, get him a family, and people see him, they see Christ in him. When I go to a prison, uh, Cheryl, I want to go on death row. I want to work with the guys that's got two or three life sentences. Because when I go in there, I believe that God can save it. I love it. I love prison ministry. I love dealing with the homeless. I want to deal with those people that everybody's given up on. And that's how Luke did. He dealt with the least, the last, and the lost. And when we do this and we see God use his power and change their life, then it helps us to see God's amazing grace and how good he is and how powerful he is. Because God is good. But the prison ministry, you know, I love it. It's I prefer doing prison ministry probably than anything because I can go in there and uh, just taking people that everybody's giving up on and then allow God to touch their heart. Because at the end of the day, we're going to get one life, and I want to give them all I got. You know, sometimes we feel like we're lost or we've been given up on. God gave each and every one of us a purpose. It's like the devil has a way of clouding that. We need to fulfill that purpose, but he tries to cover it to where we're not able to do that and we feel incapable. Um, you know, with this podcast, we're like, you know, we're inexperienced interviewers. We have no clue what we're doing, but we know we need to take the steps to get in there. Uh, like when you started with prison ministry, you know, you had to go to get the experience and to get better and to be able to explain Jesus better to people. And like your dad would say, we call it anyhow faith. No matter what you do, you got to trust God anyhow. Right. And believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. You know, I remember years ago, I did photography. I read books and God, the Holy Spirit did the rest. Yeah. And that's how you got to do this thing. Like, you don't have to, like I say, don't look at the whole staircase, just take the first step. And that's what this thing is about, what we do, whether it be soul winning, whether it's start a business. No matter what we do, we have to just trust in God. And as long as I got him, I'm going to be successful. And if I'm where he wants me to be, that's why I tell you again, Matthew 6 and 33, it says, I seek the Lord. If I pray for him about a car, a house, or a job, or a business venture, if I seek him first, I'm going to be okay because I'm right where he wants me to be. And so if God dies, he's going to provide. And I believe it. You know, that's, that's how I live it. You know, we got to stay on the rock, the solid rock. If you could tell your younger self or our listeners today just an encouraging word, um, what would it be and what would you like to say to them? I would tell anybody, don't leave home without Christ. Because at the end of the day, there are mistakes I made in my life that I would have done differently. And I learned from it. But at the end of the day, if I started out with him, total, I'm talking sold out. Um, because people go to church. They go, some people join the church, but they didn't join Jesus. And so my goal is I would tell to, to people to love God with their whole heart. Give them all they got, their heart, their mind, and their soul. And if you trust him, you can't go wrong because at the end of the day, he knows all, he see all, and he got great plans for us. And it's a story about a guy, he said, this man, they got the head on one day, and he's walking down the hall, and, and he's seen a room with his name on it. And he said, well, why's my name in the room? So they don't put the room, and he's seen all these blessings that he could have had mm-hmm. if he just had to follow God. And so that's what God is telling me, you, whoever, my younger self that, Hey, I got greater blessings. I got greater plans. He wants to bless us, but we got to follow him. And, and that's keeping him first in life, first in my job, first in my finances, first in my uh, devotional time. If I keep him first, hey, I, you can't you can't lose. And so that's why I'm so excited about what you guys are doing because the people need to hear. 
They need to see, and they need to know that God is real. And uh, not uh, phoniness, we need to see real Christians. When you walk in the room, they can feel it. Mm-hmm. You walk in the room, they're like, what? that's Cheryl? Okay, I, what's different about you? And right. you can say, it's not, it's no longer I, but it's him that lives in me. And that's how I want to be as a Christian. If I die one day, it's a quote Cheryl people say all the time around. It says that, may the life I live speak for me. And that's how I want it to be. When I die one day, and we all going, we can't get our life alive, so we're going to leave here one day. And when I leave, it's not about how many rental houses I own. It's not about how many degrees. It's not about how many, how much money, how many children, how many. But the deal is how many souls. Was he a good Christian? And I want people to, when I die one day, they can say, hey, he was a soul That's more important than anything. More important than me being an NBA championship or Super Bowl rings. What did I do for the Lord? Because when I get to heaven, all the other stuff don't matter. He want to know, what did you do for me? Right. right. That's what he wanted to know. Did we tell somebody about it? You know, uh, this one pastor, uh, Bishop G. E. Pastor, one of my favorite <laughs> preachers, he would say, tell somebody, Jesus is a habit breaker. And that's what he is. You know, we bring our problems to him, and he'll break our habits for us. Because God is good, and all the time, God is great. Telling Ryan, I said, I don't know how much this podcast is for everybody else, but I know that every day that we talk to somebody, we get encouraged. So right. if that's all that is, and it's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. No, thanks for that encouraging word, JJ, for real. Uh, it's the deal, True Fox, when we go, you never know who life you're speaking into, like you guys with the podcast. You look at it as a ministry, and God's going to use it to somebody who's sitting at the house and who's having a bad day. And then you're going to say a word and encourage them. And then they're going to tell you a year later, hey, Cheryl, you remember y'all did a podcast on this and that? And it blessed my life. And that's what this thing all about. Because it ain't about us. Right. It's about us sharing what God has given us to the people. And hey, I'm proud of what you guys are doing. You're blessing. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, JJ, for taking the time out of your day to be with us. Um, The purpose of this podcast is to just share people's stories. And all of the stories that we share on this podcast point to the big story, which is the message of the cross. And if you want to know more about the message of the cross, we'll have links in the description below. Thank you guys for joining. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you next time. We love you guys.